God is good, amen. Man, I got a little video I want to play for you guys in just a second. I, I want to tell you, man, I before Christ, Christmas 
wasn't my favorite holiday. I'll just be truthful with you. Stay, stay. Christmas was not my favorite holiday because Christmas brought the family together at my house. And the family would always get drunk. They would always cuss. Somebody be in the yard fighting by the end of the night. This is no lie. I'm telling you the truth. One of us went to jail usually on Christmas Eve. My mom wasn't a Christian mother. There was alcohol lined up all over the place at Christmas time. Eggnog was spiked. My dad was a Catholic by by uh, growing up. He grew up a Catholic, but he never. My stepdad he never served God, and anybody that did serve God, he made fun of. So Christmas wasn't something that I enjoyed. Usually, we didn't get a gift to even speak about anyway. So I just didn't enjoy Christmas until I found Christ. Does that sound like some of y'all's family meetings before Christ? Yeah, amen. We're not going to be ashamed today. But with Christ in your life, Christmas can be the best holiday in the world. Because it talks about the miracle of Christ. And I want to play a video today that just sums up the life of Christ. And a lot of people still don't know Christ. Maybe this holiday season some of your family don't know Christ. And maybe you'll watch this video here in a second, realize what he really went through for me and for you, and be able to have the courage to tell your brothers and sisters about Christ. Me and Mary just kind of realized that, that, you know, God gave us this new home, and we're sharing that with our family. With my sister a couple weeks ago, we got to be a blessing to her. Now Mary's niece had twin babies yesterday, and they're in Texas Children's. They're four pounds apiece, be in prayer for them. But they go to church, but they don't know Jesus. We get to share a home with them for the next month. Pray that we get to be that light for them, that they may begin to have a personal relationship with God. Anybody that really understands me, understands my heart this morning. Christmas means something to me now. It's the best holiday in the world. Amen. Let's watch this video and let's... All pay attention. Hold on one second, Brother North. Let me get these things off. Turn those lights off, Brother Mike. Okay. Turn it up. Mary, my betrothed, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen and the sweetest smile. Don't be afraid. I'm the Lord's servant. Help us! Please! Lady, I believe your son is the promised king of his people. What is his name? His name is Jesus. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? sons and daughters did you know that your baby 
baptize me. This morning, amen. Give the give the two, three, four, amen. Mary, did you know? Mary was a godly girl, a willing maid servant. Did you know what you held the first night of Christmas, the song says? Did you know that you were going to hold the hope 
for every person alive. Mary, did you know that you were going to hold the hope and the deliverance for every person in this world? The power that would crush all evil. Mary, did you know that you were going to hold the Savior who would break strongholds of addiction? The love that would be shown to us by the Father. Mary, did you know that you would be holding the God who parted the Red Sea? The God who shut the mouths of lions, who rained fire from heaven. Did you know that you would be cradling in your arms the Savior of the world? That you'd give birth to the great I Am? According to her song, she knew that. Luke 1, 38. Got my Bible? Luke 1, 38. Mary, did you know? I'd like you to give Miss Alicia and this beautiful baby a big round of applause for helping me out this morning. You never know what you might encounter when you come to church. She was minding her own business when I interrupted her. And if you've ever seen this little baby on a Sunday morning, she knows how to praise and worship God. She was sitting over there beside me just clapping and praising God. Then she lifts her hand up and then just waves it. I think I picked the right baby this morning. Someone that really knows how to praise God. According to the song, I think she did know. Luke 1, 38 says this. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. I, I'm going to ask you something this morning. Come on in and sit down. I'm going to ask you something this morning. Are you saying to the Lord this morning, I am the Lord's servant, and I will accept whatever he gives me? I will accept whatever he gives me. Mary accepted what God gave her. She said, I am a servant of the Lord, and whatever he gives me, whatever trial I face, whatever circumstances I'm up against, the job loss, the disappointment, the death, the hurt, the pain, the suffering, whatever God gives me, like Job, I'll accept it. People want God, but they want God on their own terms. People want God, but they want the God of the mountain. They don't want the God of the valley. Mary accepted this challenge, and she said, I am willing. Touch three people and say, I'm willing. Amen. I don't ever get touched when I do that, but praise God. Goosebumps through me this morning. Mary responded, I am the servant of the Lord, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. Now, now go down to verse 46. Luke 1, verse 46. This is Mary's responded. Oh, how I praise the Lord. Oh, how I rejoice in my God and my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And now generations after generations will call me blessed. For he, the mighty one, is holy, and he has done great things for me. Come on, somebody. His mercy goes on from generation to generation to all whom fear him. His mighty arm does tremulous things. 
how he scatters the proud and haughty ones. He takes the princes from their thrones and exalts the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good food. He sent the rich away with empty hands. And how he has helped his servant Israel. He has not forgotten his promise to be merciful. For he promised our ancestors Abraham and his children to be merciful to them for error. Mary stayed with Elizabeth after about three months, and then she went back to her own home. Does she think of those on her turn? I'm not sure, but I think that she knew what she was up against. Do we know what we're up against this holiday season with all the hustle and bustle and the Christmas and got to go here and go there? Every, every nativity scene out there should remind us of Christmas and Christ. Every nativity scene out there should remind us of the selfless, selfless sacrifice of God who sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for us. Christmas is a reminder that the son of God left his home so that he could make a home in every heart of every believer who would have the courage and the faith to believe in him. I thank God that he lives right here this morning. Come on, somebody. I thank God for that this morning. Christmas is lovely because of lights and decorations and the music and the song. Christmas is kind of cool. What makes it beautiful beyond description is the act of the creator. When you start thinking about the manger scene and you start seeing Mary there and Joseph there and the little baby Jesus there, that's when it becomes beautiful to me. You see, because Christmas was so ugly before Christ. Can I say this to you? If you're going to any of those places, bring the light this year. Don't go and sip the darkness. Have the courage to stand up for who you believe in and what you believe in. We make it beautiful beyond descriptions when we believe that the Creator loved us so much that He sent His one and only child. One day we'll be able to ask Mary. How many believe that today? How many believe the Bible from cover to cover? One day we'll be able to ask Mary, did you know? One day I'll be able to walk up and say, Mary, did you know? She may ask me, did you know? I come this morning to ask you ladies, and gentlemen, I guess, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know being a mother is one of the most important jobs that God gives to any women? What makes a Christian mother? What does it look like? It looks like Mary. She became the most influential Christian mother of all times. How can I be that mother? How can I be like Mary? I'm going to give you some pointers this morning. And this can go on both sides, men and women. And even single moms and single dads up in the house of God this morning. Mary was the type of mother that all mothers should strive to be like. She's the mother of the Bible. All the mothers in the church this morning should strive to be like Mary, not like the other women. I, I, I know there's some other great women in the Bible, Ruth and, and, and some other great women, but Mary, if you have children, was the kind of mother all Christian mothers need to be. This is going to step on some of your toes because you're not there yet. But guess what? After today, you can arrive. You can pursue. You can press on. You can change. You can change. Maybe you're like my mother. 
Maybe somebody drug your behind in here this morning and you, you, you cuss all the time. You scream all the time. You're ugly all the time. You want to fight all the time. You want to gossip all the time. You look for confrontation all the time. Listen, today is a day of deliverance for you. If that offends you, then I'm talking to you this morning. If I offend you, then I'm talking to you this morning. But not just me talking to you, God's talking to you. Because I want everyone to go out and have the best holiday season. I want them to be pumped up about Christmas. I want them to be excited about the baby. Who died for our sins. How did Mary become that kind of mother? How can you become that kind of mother? If you want to take notes, you ought to jot some down. And then you can go over them and over them and over them and over them and over them. If not, you can buy the Christmas CD. I'll put it on CD, but I'll give it to you for free. I ain't going to sell it to you. I'll give it to you. I don't want any money for this. I want you to be that Christian mother that God's called you to be. Can I say this too? So does God. Number one. How can I be the Christian mother like Mary? Spend time with the Lord every day. Touch three people and say, spend time with the Lord every day. Let me give you guys some revelation. Because some of y'all come to church and you're always joking, you're always playing, you're always goofing off, so nothing ever makes sense to you. But let me give you some revelation this morning that Christianity ain't just Sunday morning, it's every morning. <laughs> Walking with God is just not a walk that you walk up that drive on Sunday morning, it's a daily walk. My motto is this. Christianity isn't for just once a week. Christianity is for every day. I say this because to claim that we are Christians is to say that we follow Christ. That means if we're going to follow Christ, we need to spend every day with Christ. Not just when things are going bad. Not just when we need some money. Not when we just need a new boyfriend or new girlfriend. Not, not, not for us, but because of what he did for us. I say this to claim that we are Christians, to say that we are followers of Christ. We believe that Jesus was crucified. Who believes that today? We believe that he was dead, that he was buried, and that he was resurrected three days later to pay for our sins. He didn't sin. We sinned. We sinned. He paid for our sins. When we say we love Jesus, we should desire to spend time with him every day. My time with the Lord is in the morning in my chair, in the evenings in my chair, in the daytime when I'm driving in my truck. My times with the Lord is when I'm with my family. My time with the Lord is all the time. Can I say this? He wants a full-time relationship with you too. He don't want a part-time relationship with you. God, I'm going to let you in this week, but when my boyfriend comes over or when my buddies come over from back in the day, I, you know, take the crosses off the wall. Just take the crosses. We don't want our friends to know that we're Christians. God wants a relationship with you every day. Moms, mothers, to aspire to be like Mary, you need to spend time with Jesus every single day. When you drink your coffee, pick up a devotional. When you turn on your radio, put in a Christian song and praise God. Open up your Bible. You can do all those things, but you still got to read your Bible. 
This is how God communicates with us, that through the Bible, through the teaching, through the holy word of God, this might also be the time to offer up prayers. Moms, if dads, if you're here today and you need a prayer answer, guess what? Go to the Bible and start reading it and then pray, pray right there in that time, and God will begin to answer those prayers that are needed to be prayers. Well, God, don't answer my prayers. How can God answer your prayers when you're not ready to receive them? How can God answer your prayers when you're not living right? How are you going to ask God to bless you in just this moment? Man, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, whoo, Lord, should I say it? I'll say it. Okay. Mm -mm. We were driving back from Nebraska, and I got on the phone, and I let my sister have it. My wife's over there. She ain't saying a word. Dalton's like, I've been there before. <laughs> I'm giving her the what for. She posted a picture of her uh, and her listening to her son sing in some bar. I said, how are you going to do that after God just blessed you? How are you going to do that after God just blessed you? I said, I'm tired of you living. I, I, I just let her have it. It was a 20-minute let you have it. You don't be on my bad side. I'm going to tell you that right now. Y'all see me all nice and sweet up here. Do something to offend God. That makes me mad. That makes me mad when people do something to offend God. Sometimes I just wish I had the strength, and, the, and the, I do. I'm pretty strong. But sometimes I just want to shake the liar. Sometimes I just want to shake the gospel. Sometimes I just want to shake the one that just lives one Sunday for the Lord, but don't live for him for the rest of the month. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all shaking your head, but you shaking at yourself. Mark 1.35 says, And in the morning rise up great, while before the day he went out and departed. This is Jesus. He went out and departed into a solitary place, and he prayed with God. Be that kind of Christian mother. Listen, Mama. Mama. Listen. The kind of mother that I wish I had. The kind of mother that I married. I walked into the living room the other day. Mary's coffee was there. Her Bible was open. She'd been reading the Bible. She, she was there. And you know what I said? Oh, Lord, thank you for her. Hey, you want to see your husband love you? You ain't got to get the sexy clothes. You ain't got to go down to Victoria's Secret. Let me let you in on a little secret. <laughs> Become the Christian mother that God created you to be. That's not written. I just got that from God. Another way we can become a Christian mother is to let our husbands come first. Your husband should come first. Can I tell you something right now? Your husband should come before your children. Your husband, what's the, when you go through marriage counseling with me, I tell you that there's two decisions that you have to make that are so important in this world. Number one, who you're going to serve. Who's your maker? Who do you choose that, that you're going to serve? And that number one choice ought to be Jesus Christ. And the second thing I tell you in marriage counseling with me, if you're thinking about getting married, is who are you going to spend your life with ought to be the second most important decision that you ever make. So women... Listen, I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody playing games in this little happy couple life. I'm talking about some really good Christian people. You ought to put your husband first. Your husband, it's spending time with God, and then your husband ought to be the number one priority in your life. 
Man, you can pay me off by taking me to lunch someday for saying that. Your husband's and his needs should always come before the needs of your children. Bearing any illness, whether there's an emergency with the kids. But listen to me. When he comes home from work, your children need to be taught to be quiet. Let's, let me go spend just 15 minutes with daddy. Let me go just love on daddy for just a minute. When your husband gets home and, and, and he wants to talk about his day or if he just needs to be held or listen to, I'm going to give you this one for free too. If he just needs his back rub, rub his back. Your husband ought to come first. Not your children. Children need to be taught. You want a happy marriage? You want a marriage that's going to last like Mary and Joseph had? That'll last through tribulations and trials, through heartaches and hurts, through uncertainties. You want a marriage that lasts? Women, you got to put the man number one. When he comes home from work, your children need to be taught that you need some daddy time, need to talk. Children need to be trained to understand that your relationship with their dad is second only to your relationship with God. That is what you need to teach. This is what I teach in marriage counseling. You and your husband were a family, were not a family, and you didn't have children. But first, you became husband and wife, and then you had children. So children are number two. Maintain a good relationship with your husband. It, it, will, it, it will build a strong family unit. When your time with your, when your short time with your hubby, it's finished, when you give him that 15 minutes or so, then he wants to go be daddy. Listen to me. He wants to go play with the kids. When he gets your undivided attention and you love on his old bald head, tell him to spit that chew in the back out, baby, so I can give you a kiss. When you give him just a 15, 20 minutes, what you're building, listen, in English, let me say this in English. When you put your arms around him, you're dating him for 15, 20 minutes that day. You're building a unity that no other person can break either. This is good stuff. This is great stuff for you to listen and learn today. Listen. Maintain a good relationship with your husband. We'll build a strong family unit. When you're 15 or 20 minutes of checking on your husband, making sure he's having a great day, loving on him, then he'll go play with the kids. He'll relax. And, and, and if you start to neglect that, listen to me. If you're a young couple, if you neglect the time of spending quality time with your husband or husband spending quality time with your wives, then let me say this. It won't be long before there's a lot of difficult times. Most relationships end with, he never talked to me. She never talked to me. She didn't tell me how she was feeling. I never told her how I was feeling. Take that 15, 20 minutes, spend time. Your relationship with your husband ought to be second. The third thing, if you want to be a mama like Mary, is you have to teach your babies about Jesus. How many people know that's important? If you want to be a mother like Mary, you have to teach your babies about Jesus. Make them fall in love with Jesus. I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I love that Justin and Dalton love Jesus. I 
I didn't force Jesus down their throat. I didn't say, we're going to sit at the table every night and read the Bible. I just love Jesus, and they followed my example. And they love Jesus. And when they go through a hard time, a difficult season, they begin to pray. They begin to get in the Word. You, you know, as young Christian men, as young Christian men, it's very difficult. But they love Jesus so much, they don't care about what their friends think. They don't care if their friends know they go to church or they don't go to church. One of uh, the, some people was talking about another student that goes to our church the other day and running them down and running our church down and my my son he put on his facebook he said then why are you trying to run our church down we're, we're the only church in the community that helps people why don't you keep your mouth shut about our church and about our lord and savior jesus christ i said you go boy and if you think he's a chump he's six foot five and 260 and he'll probably break their neck if they come messing with him i give him permission You know, when your kids grow up and they love Jesus, they'll stand up for him. They won't cower down when their friends come around and say, smoke this weed, drink this beer, let's go have some girls, let's go chase some guys. When you teach your kids to love Jesus, they're going to put Jesus first. Touch somebody and say amen. I'm so glad my kids love Jesus. I wish I'd have raised them up in church. I wish I'd have raised them. I wish that from the moment that they were born, they were in church, but they weren't. I wouldn't stand up here and lie to you and tell you because I didn't serve God. I didn't love God the way I was supposed to. And when I, Dalton was young and Justin was young, when me and Mary put God first and got sold out, say sold out, got sold out, then our kids began to watch and see if we were sold out. And now they love Jesus. Hey, Move the, move the parents, move the adults, move the grandmas and grandpas out of this church and you put the lambs in here and you put the weird teens in here and they're going to be your church, they're going to be the church of tomorrow. And let me say this, if you weren't here, they'd still be in their spot today. They'd still be praying. They'd still be bringing people to the Lord. While you're sleeping this morning, while you're sleeping and grumbling and complaining, there's 15 teenagers up here making breakfast for the homeless this morning and taking it out there and feeding them. And you know what? We didn't have to bribe them. We didn't have to pay them. We didn't have to do anything but say, this is what we're going to do. Well, mom and dad's going to do that, I want to do it too. My friends are doing that that love Jesus. I want to do that too. Make sure your kids love Jesus. Teach your kids to love Jesus. All through the Bible, clearly, the Lord teaches the husband that he's a spiritual leader of the home. But the reality is much of the teaching falls on mama. Mama spends most of the time with the children. And so mom should be prepared to teach the children to love Jesus. So while the spiritual training for the children is responsible to both parents, say both parents. Mama, listen to me. You want to be like Mary in the Bible? Make sure you're teaching your kids about Jesus. Make them fall in love with Jesus so that when the time for them to make their own choice in life, they'll choose Jesus. They'll choose Jesus. Do you ever ponder on this if you have young children, especially five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe even some teenage kids? Do they really know Jesus? Do you ever ponder on that? Have they accepted him into their heart? 
You ever ponder on that? Did you think about this? Because I think about this sometimes, how heaven would be such a great place for me, but not without them. Not without them. Well, the responsibility falls on mama and daddy to teach their children about Jesus. You know, so we have to remember that they're watching us. As we spend time with the children and even with their friends, say even with their friends. This little baby here, she's like a sponge. She's sponging up everything daddy does. She's sponging up everything mama does. She's sponging up everything grandpa does and grandma does. She's sponging up everything. And you know what happens when you sponge up a sponge? And then one day she's going to be squeezed. Life's going to come at her fast and come at her hard. What she sponged up she will come out. And if she's absorbed a relationship with Jesus Christ, no matter what happens, she's going to be okay. Because God said he'd never leave her nor forsake her. And, but if you teach her to sponge up the word and sponge up the love of Christ, listen to me. Let your daughter see what a godly wife you are, what a godly mama you are. Let your son see what a godly man you are. Let your sons learn the behavior, what they should, how they should treat their wives from their dads. One day your children will be grown, and the way you raise them, your model to them. There's a lot of times I lose my cool with my boys. And it's just a product from the way that I was raised. I have to stop and say, I am sorry. Listen to me, boy, I'm sorry. I'm just a product of the way that I was raised, but I'm not making an excuse for it. I didn't mean to talk to you like that. I didn't mean to treat you that way. I love you. I love you unconditionally. You're amazing, kids. You're awesome. And I love you. And daddy's a fool sometimes. I have to say that because I want them to know that I was a product of the way I was raised. But I broke that cycle. I changed that. So if I go to them in love, if you were a product of some of the same stuff I was a product of, you can change. And if you'll go to them in love and begin to change that, begin to change that, begin to change that, it'll be so easy. They'll say, that ain't daddy. That's the crazy daddy. That ain't daddy. That ain't the crazy mama. That's, just, that's not my mama. They'll love you and they'll look past your imperfections. And they'll be there to hold your hand when the Lord's calling you home. Another thing to be a godly mama, you're doing so good. Must be that you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm done, listen. To be a godly mother, to be a mother like Jesus, to be a mother like Mary who had Jesus is to go to church and get involved. I'm so proud of you. She could have told me no. She could have said underneath this robe, I got nice clothes on. She could have said, Pastor, you retarded. I'm going to do what? She said, okay, Pastor. If you need me involved today, then I'll be involved today. And I said, I know that Jesus was a boy, but I just need a, a baby. And man, I asked, I said, can we take the earrings out? Daddy said, hey, boy, you're going too far now. Leave the earrings alone. But she got involved. 
Moms, are you involved in your church? Are you involved? Is your heart here? Do you pray for this place? Are you involved? Are you signing up to help? Are you here? I, I thank God for Christian moms that, that you don't even see Monday, that you don't even see Tuesday, that you don't even see yesterday, that we're planting flowers, that we're scrubbing toilets, that we're running up here and, and making this place beautiful because they're involved in the church. Are you involved in the church? Mama, you need to teach Sunday school. You need to be in the nursery. You need to help out wherever you can help out. To be like Mary, you have to get involved. Get involved in your church. Teach your children that church is a special time, and it's a privilege to go there. You ought to hear me that. Church is a special time, and it's a privilege to go there. And I'm honored, and I'm privileged to go to Caney Creek Cowboy Church, so I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to serve with all my heart. Romans 12, 5 says, So we, being many, are one body in Christ and every one member to one another. Time spent with fellow believers in corporate worship is encouraged not only to yourself but also for your children's sake and for the sake of your husband. I love to meet women and their children who come here sometimes and their husband's not with them. But mama's being like Mary. She's dragging them kids to church, getting them involved, got them up here. They running around, having fun. Uh, I start to pray for dad. I start to pray for dad. I start to do things like car shows and bull riding to try to get dad here. Got me a motorcycle to try to get some dad here. I just start trying to attract dad because Mary's here. Jesus is here. Mama's here. The baby's here. Dad, I need you here. And eventually through that prayer, here comes dad. Here comes the father. Listen to me. A man that has friends shows himself friendly. We have to make friends. Seek out. Seek out by being involved in our church. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, if we'll do those things like Mary did, we'll have the best Merry Christmas possible. And perhaps people are hungry for the love of God that moms and dads, we're going to have to give it to them this Christmas season. We need to tell them about the baby in the manger. So I ask you this morning, did you know that he died for your sins and for my sins. Did you know that he rose again and that he lives? Did you know that one day he's going to come back for us? There's a lot that we can tell our families and friends this holiday season to make it a Merry Christmas. And by allowing Mary to be our example. Because she loved spending time with God. She put her husband first. She got involved. And she was well-rounded. And I say this to you ladies. Some of you need to commit. In those areas. You know who you are. Some of you need to get right with God in that area. Brother Mark, now you, now you, you, you bother me. I'm not trying to. 
I want you to be the mother of all mothers, the Christian mother all other mothers look up to. You know, I can just point them out in this church today, some of those that other women look up to. You be that mother that other mothers look up to this holiday season. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, mamas, I want to talk to you for a minute. I want you to be like Mary. I want you to give your heart to the Lord. Have you heard the good news, mama? That a Savior was born just for you. Dads, help me pray for your wives. Husbands, help me pray for your wives. Moms, are you right with the Lord today? In every area of your life. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? If not, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to serve you with all my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. Lord, I'm going to ask you, Lord, to take over every area of my life today. In Jesus' name, I give you everything today. Moms, if you need that altar, come down right now. Come on down right now. Come on down. If there's, Don't wait for somebody else to come down. If God is, is talking to you today, if God is talking to you today, then just, Father, we just pray that moms, come on down right now. Get right with God. Use this altar time. No one in here is in a hurry. Come on. The Lord's waiting for you to clean your life up. Now let me talk to you, Dad. You're the head of your household. You got to take hold of that now. Come on down to the altar. If there's any areas of your life where you want to be the Joseph to this Mary that's coming, come right now. The altar's open for whoever wants to come. Though none go with me, I'll still go. Come on right now. I feel like there's some more people that really need this altar today. Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Come on. Just talk to God down here for a minute. Share with him that you need him. Praise God. Keep coming. want to reflect on that I'm so blessed to have my own Mary Father God I ask you to speak to the ones at the altar today Father give them the strength to press on give them the knowledge and the wisdom Lord to be that Christian mother and father in every area of their life.
Come on right now. If God's talking to you, don't wait. Yes, Lord. Have your way with them at the altar. devil has no power over you today. Come on, somebody. Break every chain. Break every stronghold. Break every addiction right now here in this church. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we ask that, Father, that we just have strong Christian families in our church. In Jesus' name, we pray for our children in this church today. Father God, I just ask, be the glory today in all things that we do. Answer the prayers of the ones that's coming to the altar and the ones that didn't come, Lord. Father, answer their prayers also. I know right there where they are, they can give their heart to you. They can pray right where they are. They can talk to you right where they are. Talk to God. One more minute. We're going to give one more minute for you to Tell God what you need. Give God what you don't want anymore. bow and every eye closed. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the spirit that was in our church today. Father, we thank you for your divine presence here. You're welcome, Lord. You're welcome to be on this place. It's your place. It's not our place. It's your place. You're welcome in our lives today, moms and dads. Lord, we thank you for those that gave their heart to you. Father, we thank you for what you've done in our lives and the prayers that you're answering for us at this time. Lord, we just celebrate Jesus today. In his name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise.